Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I'm glad that you're here. Hey, are you ready to wrap up summer and kick off the fourth quarter of the year? Well, here we are, ready or not, it's coming. I wanted to take a few minutes in this episode to give you some hacks that I've learned over my 35 years of ministry that have served me very, very well. And I know a number of other leaders use these too. And so I wanted to give you some encouragement uh, to help you out. Now, before we do, uh, this episode is brought to you by the kmccoach.net. So if you're looking for kicking off your own leadership in the fall, wanting to grow, there are now some new openings for our fall. Our summer term is finished. Our fall is opening up. And over the next couple of weeks, if you're interested in a six-month or a one-year program where you can do one to two calls per month, we'll work with your budget. There are some scholarships available to help you. It is time for leaders to really accelerate their growth. And trust me, getting involved and in walking with a coach mentor is something that is life-changing. It was for me, and I know it can be for you. So check out KMC coach.net. You can get a free clarity call where you can learn all about it, how the program's structured, what you can do, how it benefits you. And again, if you're not the right fit, we'll recommend other coaches for you. There's no programs to buy. You don't have to do anything other than join up with us. And again, we'll make it budget friendly. We haven't turned very many away because of the budget and don't let dollars prevent you from growing and kicking off your fourth quarter of the year with impact. Well, let's dive into this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. And again, thanks for listening, my friends. I'm so glad you're here. It's been a challenging summer for some of you, but it's also been a great time of watching God do amazing things. We've been loving the stories that are being shared in the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group. In fact, if you have a story to share about what God is doing in your ministry this summer, we would love to hear the praise report in our group. So what are some things that you can do to wrap up your summer and to kick off that fourth quarter in a great way? Because everybody knows that's truly where you win or you lose sometimes is in the fourth quarter. So, Let's talk about some things that you can do. Well, one of the first things and probably one of the most obvious things, whether you're a seasoned leader or you're a new leader, is make sure that you are following up again on all those outreach contacts that you've had. Whether you've done stuff in the parks or you've done VBS or you've had some kind of summer festival, I would hope that you have a system in place that you could follow up with all of those people that you've been introduced to. You need to find ways to help them and re-engage with your church. Maybe your Bible school was back in early June, and here it is the end of August as I'm recording this podcast. You need to be retouching those folks, finding a way to reintroduce yourself, reinvite them to come check out your ministry once again. 
every outreach should always have as part of their follow-up plan, a second step of when will the second touch happen. Sometimes it takes three or four contacts, sometimes up to five times is what research has shown. People need to be touched five times, contacted five times before they'll decide to do something with you. So it may be a phone call, a text message, an email, a front port, knock on the door visit with dropping off a gift. There are lots of things that you could do. Instead of making them come to you, what are some ways that you could go follow up where they are? I would encourage you. Sometimes we do these backpack outreaches and we make the people come to the church. Why not deliver some of those backpacks straight to the families? Show up on their doorstep with a backpack and, and bless them that way. But always have a follow-up step after the first follow-up step. I guarantee you when you start doing some of those kind of things, then you'll start to see some fruit coming. Sometimes leaders wonder, well, we've been doing these things. Why aren't we seeing people show up on Sunday? Well, have you really asked them to come back? Have you given them that next step? You know, every event should have an obvious next step that you're inviting. Listen, the unchurched folks, they don't know what they don't know. They're coming to your event to have fun, to have get free stuff, to engage, you know, to have, have fun with their kids and have fun, engage with their children. They're not thinking next steps. They're not looking at a progression. That's just not in their mindset. But we assume that just because we do an event and they come on our property, that they're going to just naturally come back. Well, that's not the way the world works. And the enemy works against that, in fact. So make sure you have an obvious next step for them. Let them know. Make it obvious. Put it around. Repeat, repeat, repeat. <laughs> because listen, they don't know what they don't know. So make sure that every event you do, and if you didn't do that this summer, make sure it's on the agenda for next summer. And then make sure that everything you do throughout the school year it has a next step. Let people know, hey, if you enjoyed this, come to this. Hey, here's our next thing. Even if it's a couple months away, make sure they know that they're invited and welcome to come join that next step. If you are doing events, make sure that that following Sunday has something worth them coming to. Create an experience that they would be drawn to say, well, man, we enjoyed this so much on Saturday. Let's come back tomorrow and visit this church. Again, make it obvious. The other thing that we need to make sure that's impactful for our fourth quarters is, is your first impression making a good impression, a positive impression? Do you have a first impressions team? Every children's ministry in my book should have one. Uh, when I'm coaching leaders, that's one of the things we talk through is how do you create a first impressions team? And you know what? This is a great opportunity to use kids. We had fourth and fifth graders on our first impressions team. They stood out by the first impressions check-in desk. So when our, when I have uh, easy for me to say, <laughs> it's early on this day that I'm recording. Sorry. Yes. Was that a good impression? No, it wasn't. But here's the thing. We had kids that would stand out at our check-in desk. And as new families would come, 
We taught and trained those kids to engage the children, to ask questions, to get to know them, to help those kids who might have been shy and reluctant to come to our group welcomed. And, and now they had a friend. And you know what? When kids engage like that, that's a huge first impression for parents. Let me tell you, it only takes five to 10 seconds for a family to decide if they're ever coming back to your church. If you don't greet them warmly, if you don't engage them, if you don't have a simple process to check in their children that's warm and friendly and informative, they're not going to come back. So how is your first impressions? How's your intake form? Is it 50 questions or is it just a few essentials so that you can have the families get into service quicker? No one wants to feel interrogated when they come in. We understand we need to have important information, but you don't have to interrogate them and you don't have to keep them and tell them the whole church life story. So your first impressions seem they need to have they need to have a warm and friendly talkative spirit but they also don't want to spray the fire hose if you know what I mean. So find that balance in your first impression. What fits your church's culture and community's culture? Some are more professional and more step-by-step -step analytical and others are very laid back. Well, go with your flow, go with your community, go with the vibe that you have in your church. But make that first impressions a powerful one. One that says, we want to come back. We had a goal in our first impressions team that no person that's new should ever stand more than 30 seconds to one minute in our entry looking lost. Meaning we had people always on guard, not standing, talking to you, our, their friends, but standing around looking for people who had that scared deer in headlights look and those people were to pursue them to go engage with them and welcome them you know they weren't afraid that even if that person had been there a little while and this was just the first time they came to the children's environment or they were you know whatever they, they were willing to say oh yeah I, I i guess i just haven't met you yet and that was a great way to ask is have we met yet uh not are you new here are you visiting um, nobody wants to be pegged like that, but you could just say, hey, have we ever met? I don't think we've met before. Welcome to the kids area. How can I help? You know, making a powerful first impression is huge. And it's something that every church needs to do more of. So as we can continue, let's think about a couple other things. I'm sorry, my throat's getting a little scratchy and I don't know why. <clears throat> Again, I guess it's early when I'm recording this. So forgive me on that. Not a, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, um, hopefully you don't kill me on first impressions right there. I think another important hack for, for leaders to get ready into the fourth quarter is we need to do a leadership refresh. We need to check in with all of our volunteers. And this should be happening really in, in, in summertime, not waiting till the, the beginning of the fourth quarter in my book. I would try to refresh my team as I went through the summer, finding out who needed a break, who needed a season of change and rest. And I would give those breaks to certain leaders that needed that. I know that's one way to protect your volunteers and to retain them is make sure they have regular breaks. Make sure that that as they serve for the season, that's why a lot of my fall team doesn't serve in the summertime. And I don't want them to serve in the summertime because I want them to have a break. 
if you haven't heard me say it before, I'll say it now. One of the best ways to go into the fourth quarter is give your team some timeouts. Don't allow them to come and serve in the children's ministry. Sure, is it more work for us sometimes? Yes, it is. Getting we we were, we got parents involved. We called and called and called. But hey, we figured if parents can go serve in little league uh, concession stands and sell candy bars and cookies and whatever else, they could serve a weekend in, in kids' church. So, if you're stuck on that and if you don't have a if you don't have a clue on how to get that done. Uh, Come check out kmccoach.net. We'll show you how it's done. Uh, our coaching clients have had great success with doing these kind of things. But give your team a vision, a new vision. Help them see some new things that are coming. If you've been listening and asking the right questions over the summer, you know the changes that need to be made that will help re-energize your team. If you haven't been asking, then your team is going to come into the fall almost expecting the same things. And honestly, it wears them down if we're just doing the same thing the same way. So I challenge you to start with one new thing at least. Maybe it's we're going to start a, hud a team huddle and we're going to have some special refreshments. I'm going to give you a, a little vision statement. We're going we're gonna to talk about it because vision leaks. So we're going to keep upping our game with our vision and mission and making sure everybody's on the same page and we're pulling on the same rope. Uh, I'm going to do some encouragement, some God stories of how God is working. We're going to have time for prayer and do that 10, 15, 20 minutes before service starts. Gather up your team and have some fun. Uh, sometimes we played a silly game, um, head, shoulders, knees, cup. If you don't know what that game is, Google it. You'll find it. But find some things like that. Text your team during the week, just some encouraging things. Nothing else, but just encourage them. Send them a postcard. In fact, one new thing you could start for them to serve their kids is give them postcards and give them the kids' names and birth dates and encourage them in the last few minutes of their class before they leave to check that list and to write some cards or even for the visitors, uh, the visitors that come into the classroom, give them some special visitors cards. Say, hey, write the cards, put the child's name on it and we'll address it and, and postage stamp it. Uh, postmark it, and, and we'll mail it out for you. But it helps the team and it excites them to know that they can connect with other their children. They can minister to them. And let me tell you, families are impacted by these things. I don't know how many parents I had come up thanking me for mailing cards uh, when it was my team. And I said, hey, that's their small group leader. Make sure you thank them. My team got the credit for that stuff. All I did was address them and run them through the postage machine. It wasn't that hard on my part, but my team learned to take five minutes before they left the classroom uh, and wrapped up their small group time to just write a few postcards. And then they kept track of it on a little note sheet on in their folder. And, and so they knew who's who, ki what, which kids got postcards and which ones hasn't. And, and they made sure that every kid got at least one or two cards a, a quarter. That was our goal. Uh, plus their birthday card. And it was such a cool thing to do. It was a little thing to do, but let me tell you, it energizes and encourages and builds up. So you can try something simple like that. Everybody needs something new. Nobody wants to just fall into the fall on cruise control. So I would encourage you, if you're doing the same thing the same way, 
Um, just because it works doesn't mean it can't be broken and made better. So what could be made better this fall? Again, you should be asking these questions in June and July, May, June and July, so that you have time to prep. But there's always time. Don't let yourself, don't fool yourself into thinking that it's too late to do something. Everybody can change one thing for the fourth quarter. Well, okay. I think I've covered a, a few, a fair amount of, of things and I don't want to overwhelm everybody today, but I want to just wrap up the podcast with a couple of things for you as leaders, as Kid Ministry Collective listeners. We're going to kick off in the Kid Ministry Collective community as well as the Restoring Leaders Facebook groups. Uh, both groups are starting a three by 30 challenge in September. September 1st, it kicks off. You need to get signed up now. Uh, and what it is, is we are going to be challenging every leader that joins to pick three things. Now, two of the things are technically picked for you. Time in the word uh, and a physical uh, movement. Um, we're challenging people to get into the word for 30 minutes for 30 days. We're also challenging you to move in some way for 30 minutes for 30 days. You can go for a walk. You can ride a bike. You can walk on the treadmill. You can go to the gym and lift weights. You can do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. But the idea is, is that as leaders, we need to take care of ourselves better. I need to take care of myself better. So I'm hoping somebody will join me in this challenge and say, hey, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to spend 30, 30 minutes in the word. I'm going to spend 30 minutes uh, moving. And then the third thing out of the three and 30 challenge is you pick it for me. I'm going to be writing for 30 minutes every day for the next, for the, for, for the month of September, I will be writing my next book for 30 minutes every day. I'm going to spend that time. You may want to journal. You may want to worship. You may want 30 minutes of silence, whatever the practice is, you do it. And it's not about perfection. It's about consistency. It's about persistence. We're going to be persistent to do our very best to honor God with our commitment by three by 30. And some days we're going to miss one or two. Some days we might miss all three, but you know what? There's not going to be any judgment. There's not going to be any disappointment. It's just, Hey, today's a new day. Let's keep going. What are you going to do on your three by 30 challenge each week? You'll get an email just encouraging you on the, on that. We've got some, some tips and tricks for all these kind of different things. We're going to throw out some random things. And, and if people let us know what they're doing, uh, we'll target some tips for you um, on that. But I want to challenge you to go check out the three by 30 challenge. There's a link in the, the kid ministry collective Facebook group. And there'll be one in the show notes uh, with this recording that you can click on and sign yourself up for the three by 30 challenge. There's no cost to it. It's all for fun and encouragement to start September off. They say September is the new January. So let's rock it. The last thing I want to challenge you with is maybe you've been struggling with your mindset, with, with self-doubt, with worry, with, with imposter syndrome. You're coming into this fall, not feeling like a great leader, but you know what? The enemy's done a number on you. And I, I found that when Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about, you know, renewing our mind, we do need a mindset change. This world has changed dramatically and we are in a new now. And so our minds need to change. The thing is, is that the enemy wants to say, 
oh, you can't do it. You can't do this. You'll never do it. And he takes us into this pessimism or he keeps us so distracted that we keep chasing our tails and, and we're missing. Well, I want to encourage you to check out the Strong Mind, Strong Mission uh, workshop. It's a two-hour workshop on August 10th from 9 to 11. You're going to get some really practical teaching, some worksheets, some notes. You're going to be able to interact with other leaders uh, and actually work on some things that will help you think differently, act differently, live differently. And we're going to even talk to you about the squirrel loop and how understanding the squirrel loop could be a huge breakthrough for some of you. You got to go check it out. Strong Mind, Strong Mission Challenge uh, work, workshop coming up August or September 10th, 9 a.m. Cost is $12 for the first 10, which there's already uh, three in signed up already on our early bird discount. After that, it goes up to $29. But again, it's a deal. You get the notes, you get the worksheets, you get the recording following. I would encourage you to come check out our Strong Mind, Strong Mission workshop. So there you have it. There's our way to wrap up the summer, kick off the fall. I hope it will be a great time. If there's anything I can do for you, if there's anything I can serve, if there's somebody that you would like to hear interviewed on the podcast, we're working on some new interviews for the fall season. And uh, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We are so close to hitting 100,000 downloads. It's blowing my mind. And y'all, when that happens, we're going to have a party. We're going to have some nice giveaways. And let me tell you, uh, I want to encourage you uh, to share this podcast, to get it out there. And if you have done that, thank you. If, if you've subscribed, thank you. God bless you. And again, if I can serve you in any way, reach out. Uh, check out restoringleaders.org, kmccoach.net. And until then, uh, stay tuned for another episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.